0: Love Good evening. Talk Radio. Good evening all. Good evening. This is Miss Allgood and you are listening to Spirituality Is Reality. And I just wanna say I just want to say tonight that I'm really um excited about being back on the air. We were on a hiatus, a pretty long hiatus, let's say six months or so. But we're back and we're here with new, fresh ideas for the show and, and there's a lot more coming, especially for twenty sixteen. But um We thank all of you for your support, those of you that read the blog, those of you that have been uh, sending me messages uh, uh, either through Facebook or you have been emailing me, it is greatly appreciated. Now you know I have a lot to say tonight and I don't like to beat around the bush, I like to go uh, directly into what I want to talk about because there is so much on my mind and in my heart that I want to share with all of you. Most of you that know me or have listened to the broadcast know that I have a very philosophical mind. You know that when I speak, it comes from a spiritual standpoint. Uh, I do not speak the way the world speaks. I speak in a way that really engages the mind. When I speak to you, I'm speaking directly to your spirit. I'm speaking to the soul. I'm feeding the soul telepathically. Because when we think about feeding, we always think uh, eating uh, with the mouth. Friends, spiritual food has nothing to do with eating to feed uh, the body. Spiritual food has to do with knowledge, and it has to do with feeding the soul or the mind. Sometimes I interchange those words. Because the soul of a person really is the person. The mind of a person Is the person and that is where all things come from everything comes from the mind friends everything is psychological those of you that think that the world exists in a physical uh, state (laughs) whoa you're sadly mistaken friends the world as we know it is a mental plane and it is the place where we uh, meaning you and I experience our own thoughts uh, basically uh, outright we experience experience excuse me our thoughts in a way that we are able to see them like a reflection and what are the thoughts of man the thoughts of man have to do uh, with himself and how does man see himself man sees himself according to his self-worth man validates who he is based on how he thinks of himself, which goes back to his self-worth. The identity of a man essentially has to do with his self-worth. And whether or not a man has self-worth or not, or self-love, self-worth and self-love are also interchangeable, whether or not a man has self-love dictates the life that he lives while on earth. When a man lives a life thats in isn't self-love or self-worth, he lives a life that is plentiful. He lives a life that uh, is of goodness. He lives a life where he contributes to his world by sharing himself with this fellow man. Friends, I talk about that all the time because sharing is what makes the wheel of life turn. Yes, life is a wheel. And this wheel of life turns only when man shares himself. You see, all a man can really give is himself. Uh, there are things called um, material items But that's not really the man himself. You see, when man gives, when he contributes himself to his world, that is really his spirit. And it is the spirit of man that is the man. Everything that has to do with the spirit of man is actually having to do with the heart of man. But see, the thing is, very few people are in touch with their heart. Most people live life contrary to their heart. They do not follow their heart. They do not obey their heart. They pay their heart no attention, which really means that they're not paying attention to themselves. The heart is the self. And until we become more in tune with the inward man or the heart, which is the real self, we will always live a life that is contrary to to God and is contrary to oneself. And where, where there is contrariness, there is also conflict. Now, man, throughout most of the days of his life, is in conflict. And this conflict has to do with this uh, inner war, Uh, this war of what do I want, as opposed to what don't I want. Now, man has a dual nature. I have talked about this as well. Man has both the capacity to live as a man, and he also has the capacity to live as a subhuman, or an animal man. When man does not live civil, we talked about civility in the last broadcast, which has to do with conduct. When man does not live his life in good conduct or good behavior, he lives his life on the level of an animal. Now, when I use this word animal, I'm not talking about the animals that roam uh, out in the forest or in, in nature. I'm talking about animal in the sense of a, how can I explain this? As not having order, as something not having decency, as something uh, not being able to live a, a rational, of rational mind, rather. Man, as we have said many times over, is a Homo sapien. And to be a Homo sapien has to do with having wisdom. So man in his own soul can bring forth wisdom man is in fact uh really a light and this light is known as a sun so man is a sun which is a light and light is knowledge and knowledge leads to wisdom man can only be wise if he lives lives a life where he dedicates himself to the service of his fellow man. And friends, with all of that said, I want to introduce you to what we are going to be talking about this evening. If you're online right now, you can see that this broadcast is entitled, Man is Born to Die. Friends, we are, we are in this world living to die. And every facet of life is preparing us to die. Now, when we think about death, most often we think about something that is morbid. We also think about something that is very unpleasant, and we don't even want to talk about it, and it's also a taboo. Yet, it is mysterious. The reason why we do not understand death, the reason why we think death is morbid, the reason why death is taboo, is because we do not understand what it truly means to live. And we're going to talk about that tonight, friends, because in order to understand what it means to die, one must first understand what it means to live. For eons, man has wondered about his purpose. He has asked himself, why am I here? What do I need to do while I'm living? Now, this is not all men. These are men that have intelligent minds, men that in their hearts feel that, They are not just here to satisfy their primal desires, which would be food, sex, clothing, and providing shelter. You see, that's a low level of living. All of that has to do with just uh, having your bodily needs or corporeal needs met. Man is more than his body. Man is mind. I've said that before. And it is up to man to cultivate and nurture his own mind. Man is in the world to tend to the needs of himself. And in order for man to be able to tend to his own needs, he has got to be more attentive to his heart. And I said this in the beginning of the broadcast. Most people do not tend to the matters of the heart because they are too busy trying to uh, tend to all of their bodily needs. And most importantly and we're going to talk about this tonight, people are really trying to satisfy their bodily desires. If a man lives his life just trying to fulfill all of the pleasures of the world, he wants to get everything out of the world he can possibly get, all the sex, all the money, all the drugs, every single pleasure, eating, whatever we know of as a pleasure. If a man lives solely for that, he's not living at all. You see, a man of God lives to fulfill his destiny. A man that uh does what I just mentioned, lives to live is living to fulfill his animal desires is really not a man at all. You see the word man does not mean having two arms, two legs, and looking like a man, or a man in appearance. Man has to do with the organization, the mental organization of a person. Man is a person. And in order to be a person, one must have the mind that he can rationalize that which is good and that which is evil. And that is what wisdom has to do with Wisdom has to do with one being able to discern the difference between goodness and evil. And when one is wise, one knows that which is evil is living a life to satisfy the animal nature. Now, it is this animal nature of man that keeps him down. It is this animal nature of man that keeps him from being able to cultivate goodness. You see, because when man lives in his animal nature, which is Solely, as I said, to satisfy—satisfy, satisfy, excuse me—his primal desires, which I said is sex, food, you know, clothing, anything that the material world is saying that you need. When man lives solely to satisfy those desires, he is not living on the level of manhood. He is living as an animal, and this is also called the beast. Uh, This is also called the primal nature. This is also called the dark nature. There's many names for this, friends. And at this time right now, this is how mankind is living. Man thinks he's a man because he has two arms and two legs, because he uh, can go to work every day, because he can make a baby, because uh, whatever. Man calls himself a man because in appearance he thinks he's a man. But he has no rationale, and he's not living his life trying to bring about a new man, which leads me into something else. When we talk about death, we're really talking about life. The two are interchangeable and the two are one. Living, friends, is dying. Living is dying. In order to live, one must fulfill his destiny. And the very word destiny has to do with journey, destination, because that's in the word. Man is on a journey, and this journey will take him round about if he travels the road less traveled. Man's journey is of his soul, and the journey of the soul is cyclical, because man himself is eternal. Eternal means timeless. Man does not exist as having a past, a present, or a future. Man exists solely for who he is today, who he was yesterday, and who he will always be. So really, I guess you could say man exists in a present state. But the only way man can exist eternally or in the present is if his mind is eternal. Now, many other people, I am aware, have spoken about this now or this presence, not really understanding what it means because they talk about it from a second-hand standpoint. What I'm giving you tonight is a first-hand account of what it means to have an eternal mind. An eternal mind is like a wheel. It turns and it turns and it turns. And it is a mind that is able to to renew itself. It is a it is a mind that is able to always make discovery. It is a mind that does not have to be taught because it knows, because it can come upon things on its own. You see, man does not know that he is the source of everything. Man does not know that it is the world... Excuse me. Man does not know that the world is so because of him. Man thinks the other way around. He thinks that the world is the way it is, and he's just a minuscule part of it. He doesn't realize that he is the world. He doesn't realize that his thoughts take shape in the physical plane called earth. Man has no idea of the power that he possesses because he keeps believing in his heart that he has no power. He keeps believing that he's small and the world is bigger than he is. He doesn't realize that he is destiny. Man does not know that his sole purpose for living is to create a world. And the way man must do this is by leaving his spiritual seed in the old world, which is the world we're in now. Man can, can create a new world out of an old world if and only if he is in tune with his heart. And I've said this before. Man is not living according to his heart. He is only living to satisfy corporeal desires, which is the animalistic nature or primal nature of man. It is up to man to evolve himself from this primal state to manhood and to Godhead. If man does not do this, his world will remain as it is. And how is the world right now, friends? When we look at the boob tube and we look, some of us may even look outside of our windows. We see the world for what it is. It's selfish. It's cruel. It's heinous. It's all of those things, friends. And then there is goodness in the world. But the only way one can know of goodness is, is if he himself is good. A man cannot know or discern the difference between goodness and evil unless he is good. You see, wisdom or prudence only comes to man if he is good. And a good man is good because he has evolved himself from this horrible animal nature I was just telling you about. The most common fallacy is that God comes from the heavens, And he does the work for you. That's what the religious people teach. All you have to do is get on your knees and pray and give it to God. Because if you give it to God, he's going to solve all your problems. (laughs) Oh, boy. Sadly mistaken. That's not the way it works. There is no God unless we cultivate God. You see, God comes from man. That's one of the secrets of creation that I just revealed to you, those of you that are worthy and have ears to hear. God is the spiritual seed of man, for God is goodness. And if one does not share, I'm back to that again, because sharing is what turns this wheel, and this wheel is the eternal. If man does not share himself with his fellow man, he cannot cultivate goodness, which is Godhead, which is, is why the world is the way it is. I answered the question for you, atheists, because many of you say, well, if there's a God, why are there diseases that kill people? And there's no cure. Why are there wars? Why is there poverty? Why is there genocide? Why, why, and why? I just told you. Because it's up to man to cultivate goodness. It is up to man to evolve his moral character. And man can only do this when he stops living to satisfy his corporeal, selfish, lustful desires. You see, most men are in the world to get whatever they can out of it. They're not here to share. They're here to get whatever they can get from their fellow men. They're here to take from what whatever the world has, they're here to take. Men are not givers, they are takers. But we're at a point right now where there's a serious imbalance, friends. Man has taken too much, and he's given very little. And as a result, we are destroying ourselves. We are degenerating, friends. This is why the world is the way it is. We see evil around every corner, every city, every town, every country. There's evil. And this is because man cannot raise himself above this level of depravity man is not good but he thinks he is man thinks he's good because he gives to charity he thinks he's good because uh he does a good deed he helps an old lady cross the street or carry her bags into her apartment man thinks he's good because he um uh, gives to goodwill Man is constantly patting himself on the back for every good deed he believes that he's doing when he's really doing nothing. You see, most men that are good don't know they're good because they're humble. They're not posting on social media every last thing that they've ever done for someone because the reality of it is why do we need to post something on social media when it's really what we're supposed to be doing? Man is supposed to do for his fellow man. Man is supposed to uplift his fellow man when he's down. Man is supposed to share his talents with the world. Man is supposed to give. Man is supposed to support. These are things man is called to do. They shouldn't be rarities, and they should not be put on display. The real good men do things in secret. Nobody knows what they're doing. They don't even tell anybody. They do something, and they keep going their way because, hey, That's just what you do. Man is self-righteous, and as long as man thinks that all he has to do is a good deed, he will never understand what real goodness is. For you see, real goodness is not what a man does outright for the world to see. Goodness or doing a good deed is of the heart. Everything a man does really is done in the heart. It is his intention. I've said this before. A man's purpose, a man's reason for living, has everything to do with his intentions. It has everything to do with him cultivating the seed of goodness. It has everything to do with him living not to satisfy the lust of his flesh, but feeding the spirit, his own spirit. And the only way a man can feed his spirit is if he gets knowledge. And this knowledge is that which I impart unto you. And many people have no interest in what I'm saying, friends, because it's not making them any money, and it's not doing anything uh, for them as far as uh, satisfying their corporeal desires. So they can't see what the point is of me saying what I'm saying or even broadcasting at all, because it's not doing anything personally. For them. Friends, we're not living a life that is personal. All of us are connected. I am connected to you and you are connected to me. We are brothers. And we are keepers of souls. Man is a keeper of souls. Man is his brother's keeper because man is related. We are all here for each other. I am here because I know so many people need me. I know people need to hear this because it's uplifting and it's encouraging. I told you, you're not here just to work, have sex, have a roof over your head and clothes on your back. You are here to give your spirit self to the world. You are here to leave a legacy. You are here to give the world a taste of who you really are. But you cannot do this if you don't know who you really are. If you are not in tune with your heart, as I said before, which is your spirit self, then you cannot give yourself to the world. This whole thing called dying is not really death at all. It really has to do with living. You see, the whole definition that you have in your mind of death, going in the ground, the body decaying, disappearing and going somewhere, maybe to a heaven or a hell. Get that out of your mind. That's not what death is. Death has to do with you living your life in this world to cultivate the spiritual seed of goodness to leave here in the world so that you really never die. Does that make any sense to you? A man lives to leave a legacy in his world so he really doesn't die. Because he's given himself to the world. If we can really grasp that, then we can understand that the spirit of man does not ever leave. It remains here in the world. And when we look at some of the marvels of this world and we look at the beauty, what's left of it because this is remnants, That is the spirit of God, which is in man, because there is only one spirit, friends, and that spirit works in all of us, because that is the wholeness of the universe. The spirit of God is a universal spirit. You know, we have many denominations of religions and so forth, and, and that's because of the cultural differences in the world. But there is really only one religion, and that is of truth, and this truth is there is that, excuse me, there is only one spirit and this is a universal spirit and this universal spirit is a divine guiding principle or the divine providence that is like a wheel that keeps turning. And this uh, providence is based on a man's heart. A man can actually rule his own world he is in tune with his heart. He can turn the wheel of life. He can turn this universal wheel, which is life. The universe can be totally on your side, friends, if you live by your heart, which means that you cannot live to satisfy the lust of your body. You cannot live to satisfy your worldly desires of having all the money, having all the fame, having all of that. That is evil. It is evil because you are not sharing your spirit self. I cannot emphasize that enough. If you didn't understand one thing I said tonight, understand that when you live a life that is just solely dedicated to getting whatever the hell you can get out of this world, you are doing nothing to satisfy your spirit. You are doing nothing to cultivate goodness. All you are doing is living for your primal desires. And you cannot evolve past these animal desires because you are not working on your spirit. This is a work that you must do while you are here on earth. You cannot say, I'm going to wait until I die and find out what it is. Friends, you are here to do it now. What do you think you're here for? If you wait until your body disintegrates, it's too late. Oh, my goodness, friends. We have to understand this um, evolution and revolution that is called life has to do with the soul and the spirit of man. If man does not cultivate and work on himself, that is, tending to the matters of his heart, listening to his heart, doing what his heart tells him to do, there will be no God. Because that is where the heart is. God is where your heart is. God is closer to us than we think. When we talk about universal principle and law, we're talking about sharing. We're talking about living according to this law, which is giving and receiving. And man has got to give himself in order to receive love. See, death is love. Death is freedom. And man is here to die. Man is here to free himself from this horrible animal nature because man is a slave to it. Now that's the reality of what I'm saying. Man is a slave to his corporeal desires. Man is a slave to sex. Man is a slave to money. He's a slave to drugs. He's a slave to uh, living in the world and desiring everything that it has to offer. He's a slave to that. And the reason why he's a slave to it is because he refuses, to work to cultivate his own spiritual seed, which is goodness. God is goodness, friends. I want you to join me next week. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about, but like I said, wherever the wind blows. It's really, truly been a pleasure to share with you, well, more than a pleasure, but a duty of mine, I'll use that word, to share with you what's in my heart. And until next week, please be blessed.